said good afternoon and welcome to the midday glory with me in Tigisubi. You must be, you must be. We will be with you up until the hour, 3 p.m. Let me just acknowledge my ladies from the talk. Do me Ole and Ole for doing do me Ole and Neo for doing an absolutely phenomenal job. Thank you so much, ladies, for that awesome show. But uh, right now it is time for the midday glory. And uh, we have been saying on our social media pages that we will be featuring Reverend S.C. Matebula on the first hour of the Midday Glory and we will be discussing his book and movement The Devoted Citizen and man I'm telling you the excitement you can literally cut it with a knife here in studio we are going live on our social media pages so do check that out and on social medias we are Facebook Hope Alive Radio Station on Twitter we are Hope Alive underscore radio you can interact with the man himself uh, on our WhatsApp line 067-153-1089 and we are not going to waste any more time we're going to hit the ground running and get to it Reverend Esima Tebula is a pastor founder of Hope Restoration Ministries a man who has been in ministry in ministry for over 30 years boasting six campuses of Hope Restoration Ministries he is an author he is a visionary he is a man after God's heart indeed a father a husband and a force to be reckoned with truly a devoted citizen of this nation reverend how are you doing today yo yo after that intro yes what can i say i'm so excited i'm so blessed to be here and i'm looking forward my dear to have a wonderful discussion and definitely want to welcome the listeners and this is going to be a good one thank you for having me this afternoon you are more than welcome and i hope that rev you are ready for the midday glory experience because you will not leave the same and i believe that we will not leave the same after this encounter indeed oh yes i'm <laughs> looking for the energy is amazing and there's a lot of fire in the studio and i'm so ready and i'm so excited as well and then to make sure that this goes well. Certainly, certainly. Let's not waste any more time, Reverend. People have been waiting and uh, we are expectant. Let us get into it. Um, tell us about, you know, your vision for Devoted Citizen. How did the Lord lay it in your heart to start this, uh, to write this book? Yeah, Ceci, you know, um, as you have said, I've been a Christian for, for many years. Mm. And um, all that I was doing, it was go to church, worship God, go back home preach the word, go back home. You know, you, you're staying, residing in a community that is so dirty, mm. but when you go to church, it's so clean, but there's no impact that we are making in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, until last year, the Lord really, really challenged me with that. And it's like I looked at the life of a good Samaritan. Yes. You know, the Lord just took that story and he made that story to be fresh in my spirit mm. to say look at the the life of, of a, a good samaritan mm. before that the bible talks about you know a, a priest you know who happened you know to go down the very same road when a man was wounded left in that area half dead it mm. says the priest passed by he did not do anything it's like the priest was just concerned about the next sermon yes. and the levites which are representing the the body of christ mm. you know those who are serving in the body of christ the levite did the very same thing so the broken man wounded and they passed by because they just wanted to do their rituals which is their religious stuff and all that. But the Bible says the the Samaritan came by. 
when he saw the man who was wounded, broken, you know, hopeless, the Bible says this guy get off his donkey and then he had to come closer and then he started banishing this man, cleanse the wound. It's amazing that the mm. Samaritan had the first aid kit. Yes. It's like he was ready, you know, for anything that could happen on that road. And uh, he started taking care of this man and he said to this man, I'm going to take you to the inn. He went to the inn and he said to the innkeeper, take care of this man and whatever you spend on him mm. and then I will reimburse that, I will pay it to you. Mm. And uh, the Lord right there said, you know what? This is what the church must become. Yes. I have not just called you to preach the word. I have called you to care for the people and the environment. And there and there, you know, the spirit of being a devoted citizen came in. I heard the Lord mm. very clear. said, it is not good enough for you just to become a Christian. I want you to become devoted citizens so that you can care, not just you know, spirit, for spiritual matters, but for the physical mm. needs of people, mm. for the environment, and making sure that your environment becomes better. That was the whole story. If I have to put that together, yes. also with the story of Joseph. Joseph was taken to the foreign country, you know, but when the country was in a serious mess, we find the king of the place saying, you know, we need somebody who can come up with a solution. Joseph was taken from prison. He came in and he brought the solution. He said to the king, as much as we're going to have a famine mm. in the country, let us gather many food, you know. And then he came up with the idea of a building. He came up, by the way, the, the, the idea of a refrigerator. It yes. is Joseph, yes. you know, the, the idea of storing food. It is Joseph. And the Lord said to me, listen to me, Joseph was not just a Christian. But it is a man who was devoted to the country, even the foreign country, Love you know. It. And then this is the man who has built that nation. Egypt today, it is still strong. And I strongly believe it is because of what Joseph did. So I strongly believe that this is what the Lord wanted us to do. He said, I want you to be Joseph in this country. I want you to be like a good Samaritan. I have not just called you to hide within the walls of the church, but I've called you to become a devoted citizen. That is the heart of a devoted citizen, man. That's where we that. started. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, let's get into this yeah. without wasting any more time. We're going to eat this like a three-course meal, Reverend. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to start with the starters and we'll go into the main course and Lovely. you know just finish it through. Reverend, in your dedication of the book, you say that you dedicate this book, which is The Devoted Citizen, uh, to those who fought during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, I mean, for me personally, uh, devoted citizen is something that is very broad. Yeah. And I could then say, I then ask myself a question, all right, this is only de uh, dedicated to the people who fought for COVID. What about the people of apartheid? Were they not devoted citizens who laid their lives down? No, all those people, really, they were devoted. Those who've laid their lives down, you know, these are devoted citizens. Mm. You know, when you, speak, when you look at that word devoted citizen, it's not only looking at only at one spheres of life. You know, we're looking here in the area of education, mm. government, people who have really dedicated themselves in that area, education, yes. business, you know, you go on and on, art and culture, you know, religion and all mm -hmm. that. So those, there are many people who have demonstrated the spirit, you know, of a devoted citizen. Mm. The only thing that made me to, you know, to dedicate this to those who are uh, the health workers, yes. it is because, you know, when the book was about to be released and then we were struck by this pandemic mm. and then now we saw these people leaving their homes and then going into the front, front line and also losing their lives mm. while everybody was hiding and full of fear. But these people were going, you know, into the front line and losing their lives. And then we felt, you know, let us dedicate this book, you know, to them. 
you know, for this season because mm. the, the book was released at that time. All but right. when you continue reading the book, you'd realize that it is a book that is actually dedicated to all those people, yes. you know, who are devoted to their field. Mm. That mother, that single parent who has raised those children mm. alone mm. and today they've become doctors, they've become people of value. That is a devoted citizen. That father, you know, who has raised those children alone, you know, with integrity and love. That is a devoted citizen. That teacher who is still earning a small amount of money, but he taught many people, and today they are doctors and engineers, and they earn a lot of money, you know, above the salary of mm -hmm. a teacher, but she's still in the same position. That is a devoted citizen. Those are the people I'm talking about in this nation. Love that. Absolutely beautiful. I just want to remind our listeners, it is 17 minutes past the hour, 12 o'clock. We are still sitting with Reverend Essi Matebula, the visionary himself, the man who is the architect of a devoted citizen. And uh, do remember, you can interact with us on our WhatsApp line at 067-153-1089. If you have any questions, compliments or comments for him, you can send those through to him. And um, the question of the day, which we are asking is, is, uh, in your opinion, what is a devoted citizen? You can send us your one-minute voice note or a five-line text. Tell us your name, your surname, and where are you from? But uh, I think uh, if we have, I think, Hugh Masekela's song... Uh, Tumamina, yes, Tumamina, the version that Ubaba wanted. Do enjoy. All right, 20 minutes past the hour, 12 o'clock, and we are still in studio with Reverend Essi Matebula. Today's midday glory is a little bit different. We are featuring a devoted citizens. Man, I'm telling you, on this day, this is, I, I tweeted this morning, Rev, and I said yeah. that this marks the day of a pivotal event that will change everything. It's going to change the way in which we look at ourselves as South Africans. Yeah. It's going to change the way in which we, we, we treat those around around us definitely definitely reverend uh as you you as i then go in the book i see you featured somebody mec of education Panyaza Lusufi, yep. and i wondered to myself why this man to write your foreword for this book yeah well you know i had three people you know that i thought of when i was writing this book i said who can forward this because mm. when you speak about a devoted citizen you need somebody you know who's forwarding the book yes. and then to be the right person mm. you know and so i had three names All right. and i'm going to reveal them you know so it was um Banyazal Sufi was the first one. All right. And then the reason is you know he's a homeboy you know a guy who grew up in Tembisa and I was born in Tembisa and i had um Hueng Muhueng, you know and then to be the person to forward the book and i also had Tulima Donsela I love Tulima Donsela. I said to my wife, you know, I've got a crush for Tulima Donsela. <laughs> and then she said, hey, when? I said, you know, what a woman. A yes. woman who can actually stand, Certainly. you know, and confront issues. Yeah. These are the people who have been devoted citizen. I mean, Mukweng Mukweng. Mm. And then Upanyaza Le Sufi. He, he, he's actually hands-on. So I said to these people, actually all of them, I asked them to say, can you forward the book? Unfortunately, as um, a chief justice, is not allowed to do that. And Tulima Donzela was extremely busy, mm. you know, but finally the person who was able as well to forward me won. 
And then it was my number one person after all. Yes. And then it was Banyaza. The reason is he has been a man, you know, who have been so dedicated, you know, who is passionate about mm. the lives of South Africans. Mm. No wonder why he keeps on building schools and all that and that. And I'm so glad that even during this time of corruption and all that, his name was not implicated. You know, so I pray for him all the time that let him continue to become a devoted citizen. The reason is he is a man who is more involved in the community. Amen. Right. Amen. That's absolutely beautiful. I mean, like, hey, Reverend, I wish I can go through your contact list because, hey, Iskim Sarkos is strong, <laughs> Reverend. You have a very strong scheme. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Now, I mean, I just want us to get now into the, the main course of yes. the book. Let's yes. dissect this book piece Lovely. by piece. Yeah. In chapter one, of the word of God, I brought my own Bible, my first Bible, which beautiful, was... Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. And uh, in chapter 1 of uh, Matthew, yeah. in the New Testament, yeah. chapter 1, verse 18, the yeah. title says, The Birth of Jesus. Yep. And when I opened Devoted Citizen, chapter 1 says, The Birth, birth of, of a Devoted Citizen, citizen. Reverend. Yeah. As m the Apostle Matthew narrates yeah. the birth of Jesus Christ, can you narrate to us the birth of a devoted citizen. Yeah, you know, while I gave that background, you mm. know, to say, look how um, uh, Joseph took that position. Mm. He has gone through a lot of pains. And until he came into that position where he became a prime minister, mm -hmm. it was a process for him to become that. The Good Samaritan as well, you know, it was a process. But coming back, you know, to, to a devoted citizen. I looked at what we have gone through as a country. Mm. I've looked at the pain, you know, apartheid era and all those other things. But in the midst of it all, we saw people, you know, demonstrating the love of their country, demonstrating the passion of the next generation. Mm. People like your Nelson Mandela who said, you know what, I would rather die than to enjoy the pleasures of of this nation, yet my people mm, are suffering. Mm. See the birth, you know, of a devoted citizen right there. So I'm taking the people into the book and say, you can be a devoted citizen. Mm. A devoted citizen, it is not somebody who's born, you know, in a special country yes. or who has a special skill, but it is just ordinary people who have done extra ordinary things. So yeah. I'm inviting people in chapter one to say, you too, you can be a devoted citizen. Yeah. It is because of the love. If you can decide to love your country and you can become a devoted citizen. So the intro was there. And I'm also saying to people, you know, they've just seen the start, this, this, uh, the, the beginning of it. They've yes. not seen the main course. They've not seen the dessert. This is just simple things. In this country, you know, we, whatever you nationality that you are thinking of, you know, the Zimbabweans, Swaziland, Swazis, they are right here. Mm. So great things are about to happen in this nation because God has brought us together. So everybody is a devoted citizen. It's just the question, what is it that you are doing? Absolutely beautiful. Let us go to our social medias. Uh, they are absolutely buzzing. They are buzzing and everyone wants to be part of this comp uh, this conversation. But uh, remember, you can also interact with us on Facebook. We are Hope Alive Radio Station. On Twitter, we are Hope Alive underscore radio. Uh, hashtag Midday Glory. Hashtag Hope Alive Radio. And definitely tag our Reverend S.C. Matebula. So on our WhatsApp line, we are 067 
0815310089. And I am getting tons of messages. I hope I will be able to manage them. Please do remember to keep your messages to a five line text. I am a paragraph, Bazalani. I see Nasis Kati for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have uh, one here. We have a, uh, she did not write her name. Oh, Andile uh, says, Uneskim is strong and fundi swear to Esimtandayo and puts a wink there. We have another one from Ule saying, Hello, Midday Glory Queen. Ule here. I just want to say to Rev that he is an extremely exemplary leader, rather. And I thank God for his life. As young people, we look up to him. Big ups to him. I am also enjoying the playlist. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Ole. You're such a blessing, my dear. Keep up the good work as well. Beautiful, beautiful. And we've got another one. I will try to shorten it from Naledi Shange saying, Nziki, I could spend the entire day listening to Ubab Matebula wow. as he shares from his well of wisdom. I wanted to thank Pastor Matebula for his obedience to the voice and the will of God and being devoted to his cause. All right, Rev, let's get back into it without wasting any more time. Yeah. Let's hop over to chapter 13. Yeah. Uh, you quote the former president of the United States, uh, Obama, Mr. Uh, Barack Obama, and I quote, uh, the, the, he says, you can judge a nation on how successful it would be based on how it treats its women and girls. The title of the chapter says, a good citizen protects the vulnerable. Now, according to Statistics South Africa, between the year 2017 and 2018, um, it has been recorded that we've had a lot of, 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 of deaths. And, uh, uh, you know, Rev, I just want to know that, you know, every three hours, according to Statistics South yeah. Africa, a woman has been killed in South Africa. Now, that means between 2018 and 2017 alone, yeah. 2,930 yeah. women had their lives snatched out of them. How do we navigate this very sensitive issue, Reverend? Sure. I think those who are in studio now, they realize that my energy just went... Shh. Yes, certainly. Because um, when it comes to that issue... Um, I become covered with shame mm. and the pain that the very same people that we're supposed to protect, we are the one men who are causing them pain, killing them. What a shame. What a shame and what a pain. Mm. And it is very, very important for me to say to all the men who are out there, we need to stop it. We need to stop that it must come to an end. And unfortunately, I, this is my personal view, I still feel that our government is not doing you know, um, much into this area. Mm. We cannot have you know, women and children murdered like this in our nation. Probably we are a number one country in the world who is murdering women and their children in this number. Mm. May the good God have mercy on us. But I also need to say, there's a lot of work to be done. A mm. lot of work to be done. Right now, as we speak, we have over 5 million children who are orphans in this country. Mm. They are sitting somewhere. They don't have a good parenting. They don't have love from the community itself. Mm. And we are sitting on a time bomb. Mm. Imagine what's going to happen in the next 18 years with these children who did not receive love. I mean, the stats also says 
63%, if not 67%, you know, of household in our country, it is fatherless. Mm. We are raising boys who are so angry, who have never been fathered. Mm. You understand? Mm. Now, when we deal now with the root cause, we have raised an angry nation. Yes. You understand? That is the problem. The crime in this country, you don't just lose your car. You lose your car and your life. True. You understand? You are being raped at the same time you lose your, mm. your car. These, these are violent you know, crimes that are committed in this country. Certainly. So you'd realize that we have raised an angry generation. Sometimes even this anger, you see it in the parliament, mm. that we are even led by people who are so angry. And then they don't even hide it. Our leaders, when they speak in, in, in public, yes. they, they demonstrate anger. You understand? Parents, when they punish their children, they don't punish with love. They punish with anger. When people are divorcing in this nation, you can see the scars of divorce because they are angry. We are an angry nation as South African. So all these things that you see, you know, it is an outcome of what we are going through. So as a nation, we need a healing. We need to be restored, you know. But obviously, this thing of women being killed, we need to deal with that, you know, as soon as possible. We need to hold men accountable. The truth is, the men who are murdering, we know them. And then we don't expose them. It is amazing that every woman, they know a woman who has been raped. Yes. But men, they don't know a man who has raped, who has raped somebody. Mm. But women among themselves, they know who has been raped. But Tina Asazuti Uban or Because as men, we don't hold, you know, one another accountable. accountable. So we need to come to that level where we deal with men very seriously and then very hard as well. Definitely, I can truly feel your clutches going <sighs> in on this matter, Reverend. I want to touch on something that you 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 already touched on. Um, uh, according to Babu Pegitele, the yeah. Honourable Pegitele, uh, the the Minister of Police, recently in a press conference, he spoke about uh, he released the statistics yeah. of you know between uh, July. August and September 2020. Yeah. Uh, and this was during the, the, the heavy lockdown due to COVID-19. And it's staggering oh. that so many oh. women were raped uh, oh. during that time. I mean, you know, for some of us, the lockdown was a, a, a beautiful time to relax and to enjoy. But you to know, men, it was hell. To many, I mean, to 8,922 women, yeah. uh, those are the number of cases which were reported. Now, Baba, this means that these rape cases were caused by fathers, brothers, cousins, yeah. and so on and so forth, because it happened in the confines of their home. Exactly. Let's talk about the family structure, because the family structure in which Christ created in the beginning is not the family structure yeah. that we are seeing today. No, definitely, definitely. And remember, remember, you know, the devil knows very well. That is why... Actually, the, the most institution that is under a serious attack, it's a family. Yes. You know, because the devil knows that if you, you, you strike the shepherd, the sheep will, will, will scatter. I mean, I just said to you, over 63 to 67% of households are fatherless. Hmm. Where's the shepherd? Who's, and it's not like those fathers are dead, by the way. Yes. You know, some of them, they are still alive. 
They are just around. They just want to be able put my sweets. They just wanna remain young. Especially in a seventy, Lisa Funa, Lisa Funu ba umfana ona thirty five. Aga Funu tatama responsibilities. You know there are many reasons on that. But as I'm saying, if the the family structure it is not in place, there's no order in the family. Let me also put my my life here. You know I grew up without a father. I lost my father when I was one year six months. And let me tell you, my mother she was a heavy drinker. You know, so nobody looked at me. Oh, I'm going to school. Or I'm not going to school. Even when I had, I disappeared for for five years, and mm. then I was staying in the streets. You know, nobody came and fetched me mm. because there was no family structure. You understand? And that made me to grow up as an angry boy. Mm. You know, and I did not have respect for women. I did not have a respect for myself. I did not have a respect for the law of the country. I would steal just to make sure that I am okay. Mm. So the problem here is that we need to pray and to restore the family structure. And COVID exposed us that even the marriages that we thought they are stable, they were not stable, yes. young tall. And people that we thought they were happily married were realizing a COVID, which people, they are not happily married. And then because they were not, they never found themselves in a house where they could stay for eight hours. You know, and that is why there was so much violence because and you know, and then it was a big problem, you know, because people they've never been taught how to be a father, how to be a wife, and how to be children, and how to, you know, to stay together as a family. That was the problem. We've had marches. We've had night vigils. We've had an elderly woman at the funeral of her daughter go on her knees and raise her hands and say, what did we do? And apologize to men. And apologize to men. There is nothing that has not been done, Reverend. As a devoted citizen, according to the book, let's speak solutions now because we are facing a giant here. How does a devoted citizen contribute to fighting gender-based violence? Yeah, you know, thank you for asking that question because I felt, number one, as a minister, that it is not enough just to keep on preaching the word on Sunday. Mm. There are things that must be done. And that is why I felt the Lord said, you know what, you need to transform this into a movement. So this devoted citizen is going to be a civil society movement. Where we gather people, you know, of same rules or same character, same concern, people like you who are saying enough, it is enough, you know, and we gather those people and we have them in big numbers to say, this is what we want to see in our country. You see, this country honors people when they come in groups. We need to gather those people. You understand? And not only that, we need to gather good judges. We need to gather good lawyers. You understand? Mm. And then thereafter, when we discover somebody who has committed, you know, a crime like this, we need to take these people and make an example. Get a good lawyer. Take that man 25 years into prison. Mm. You understand? And then in public, not in the court, we know he has raped. And then thereafter, the person he's rooming around the streets of Johannesburg just because Unama connections, government, look at the man now who just took up and 13 years and 11 years old into the hotel. Mm. You understand? Mm. And the man that we know that he had a crime. You understand? He was convicted of a rape before. And he goes to the hotel and then we get... He raped Abandwana. And then after that, there are people who are defending him. Which I don't understand in this country. You, you get somebody 
while it's in the act of raping somebody, mm. and then we grab that somebody, and then when you ask the police, they're saying, we are still investigating. Mm. What are you investigating? Sir, can you even spell the word investigate? <laughs> because everybody's running to the yes, word of invest. Yes. In the act. We are still saying we are investigating the matter. What are you investigating here? Hmm. Get a judge. Get a lawyer. Put this person into prison. Yes. And then for too long, they are not supposed to be in our community. Love that. Love that. Reverend, let's just take a, a breather for a little bit <sighs> yes, and uh, come back and continue with this one. Let me tell you something. If you have just tuned in, oh, where have you been? But you have not missed out and we're still bringing you more from Reverend S.C. Matebula. It is 39 minutes past the hour, 12 o'clock. Remember, you can interact with us on our social media pages. On Facebook, we are Hope Alive Radio Station. On Twitter, we are Hope Alive underscore radio. Hashtag Midday Glory, hashtag Hope Alive Radio. And our WhatsApp line is 067-153-1089. When we come back, we're taking your voice notes and we are continuing with our discussion in studio. Oh my goodness, Kirk Franklin, lean on me. Let me tell you something. Every song that you are hearing today is from Reverend... SC Matebula's playlist. He is taking over our place. I think, King P, we need to cancel playlist takeover because our, 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 our reverend here is already giving us all his music. Rev, just quickly, why yeah. the song? I mean, this is Kirk Franklin. He talks about, you know, Lean on Me. Mm. Talk, yes, the boy is struggling. There's no father. He does not have anybody. But he says, you can lean on me. Mm. You know, once again, the spirit of being a devoted citizen. When somebody's struggling out there, you can share the little that you have with other people. Love that. Once again, Sititina, Ubuntu, you know, Ubuntu. You can't just leave the spirit of Ubuntu. Yes, when yes. God blesses you, he's blessing you for a reason so that other people can be blessed as well. So Beautiful. that is why. So Lean On Me, it is that type of a song that says you can lean on me when you are in a serious problem. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. If you have just tuned in, 42 minutes past the hour, 12 o'clock, and we are still hitting the ground running. We are dissecting the book, Devoted Citizens. But I see you there in on our WhatsApp lines and on our Facebook. If we don't get to your message, please, uh, uh, it's not about Aigabi. But let me just take just two messages and we continue with Reverend. We've got one from Utemba Mluli saying, thank you, Reva, for being a great leader and a devoted citizen when you are campaigning for president we need presidency we need <laughs> leaders like you when are you campaigning for presidency uh, rev right there and uh we've got another one from umalebo i'm going to cut it malebo because i asked for five line texts i am a paragraphs and some spoke of some <laughs> all right she says hi Nsiki and rev matebula as i respectfully call him bab kapatia please <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he has a strong personality and doesn't encourage people to to encourage people to do good, uh, uh, live Christ, live a life like Christ. He also inspires the youth, and I will also always commend him for that. Thank you, thank you, thank Rev. you, my dear. All right, let's get back into it, Reverend. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you in your book. You touch on the twenty-one chapters of being a devoted citizen. Yeah. In practical everyday life, can you give us five tips of being a devoted citizen? Yes, the first one. Protect your environment. Now, Utenga e Amachips at Kempton Park. 
Masongena like e e e tembisa. It takes mangen and tembisu fully faster to lasseli pepper mapand. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? We are humble. You're walking around. Here's the piece of paper. You can't even pick up the piece mm-hmm. of paper. Our boys they urinate everywhere. You understand? We need to become devoted citizens. Simple thing. Take care of the environment. Don't go anywhere and help yourself. Mm. Don't throw papers, litter everywhere. Yes. Because you are damaging your own environment. Small things, small mm. things. Pastors, leaders, clean your churches. Yes. Community, clean your streets. Mm. How can you allow grass to grow? While you have people who are educated, people who are sound, people, you know, with the skill of leadership. Hmm. So the simple thing here is that we need to come together as devoted citizens. Start where you are. Charity begins at home. Cut the grass. Hmm. Clean the streets where you are so that you can build. I've seen people running, you know, to, to Dubai, you know, without trying to offend anybody. There's nothing wrong. But we love running towards, you know, other cities that have been built by, other, by devoted citizens of that country. Hmm. You understand? instead of building our own country so that it can become beautiful. So that is the first one. I'm very passionate about this. The guys in our church, they know, I don't like a grass that has not been cut. I don't want to see a paper on the ground and all that because it is not good. Beautiful. You know, your environment actually defines who you are. Love if it. I want to know you better, <laughs> and that room will tell me more about yourself. That is the first one. The second one is that you need to obey the laws of the country. Mm. The laws of the country is very simple. Your, your traffic lights. When the, mm. the, when the traffic light says red, it simply means stop. When it says green, you need <laughs> to, to drive. Please, Pastor, can you just lay your hands on me so that you would rebuke the spirit of I rebuke it in the, and furious. I, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and you know why? It is because people are not managing their time. Yay. Why you want to cross the traffic light? It is because you did not leave your home mm. early. Manage your time so that when the traffic light says red, you stop. Many accidents, they happen because people, they don't honor the rules of the country. And then you drive on the yellow lane. You know, and all the, you know it in this country. Yes. So these are the basic things that we need to start with and begin to teach our people. And then number three, which is most, most, most important, we need to protect our public property. Mm. Mm. I mean, if you drive from Kempton Park now to Tembisa, I mean, people, they literally cut the lights. But destroy our lights, the very same lights that are bringing a civilization in our country. We steal the cables, you know, and all those other. What type of people are we? You know, black people, when they move into the suburb, the trees that we cut, you know, and the environment, we don't pro- protect the infrastructure. Are you aware now that we don't have trains in the whole of Houting? Because people have stolen our cables, I'm a train, they can't even move because people, they can't do that. I need to give you the most important one, which I strongly believe that all of us, we need to do this. Is it number four? Yes, sir. Number four, we need to know our rights and our responsibilities. Beautiful. South Africans, they know our rights were too much, but we don't know our responsibilities. Preach. It is... The right of the government to support your children, you know, and then if you are not working, what I'm saying to give Abantuana mm, a grant, mm, mm. you know, it's a good government that is doing that. But it also should be a responsibility of citizens to say, you know what, I can't keep on. It depends on government. 
Sikanda abantwana sifuni government yeah. iba wonke abantwana umuntu nokuthi afunde ngomntana we 1 or 2 sibakhanda baze babe 5 sifuni government nakela abantwana bay 5 mm. come on guys how are we going to build this country and the last one because of time for yes, today yes. let me tell you they must we, go by the book rev yeah they, we can't give These all the, the chapters points. on the book yeah yeah yes. and then we need to vote responsibly love that your vote shapes the next generation's life how do we vote responsibly? Because it seems as if we are a country that votes on emotions. We vote on emotions. Trends. That is why by availability food parcel and since Kati, we vote on the food parcel. No, 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 no. It's not about that. You need to ask yourself when you vote. How are you going to make our lives better? How are you going to shape the lives of the next generation? Because vote very, very, very important. So that is why I'm saying next time when you vote, you must vote with the next generation in mind. I think there's a quotation in that chapter that says, you know, true leaders, you know, they vote with the next generation in mind. But ordinary politicians, they vote, you know, with the, uh, how, how that it says, you vote because you want a position. Hmm. So we don't, you don't allow people to vote for you, you know, because when you're thinking of a position, hmm. people, you must actually vote with the next generation in mind as a citizen. Love Very important. That. Absolutely beautiful. Now, Reverend, you boast 30 years in ministry in 2020. A big congratulations oh, thank you, on that one. By the grace. Truly so. Uh, I, I just want you to speak to pastors. According to you know Matthew 24, verse 11, it says, and many false prophets will appear to deceive many people. We are in an era where we are truly, the scripture is being, is moving and breathing. And uh, we can see that we are approaching the mm. end of time. What is the importance of pastors in being devoted citizens briefly? Ziggy, I think we, we need a, a, another hour Certainly. You know, to, to discuss that. Mm. Because there's a book as well that I wrote, dissecting or dissecting the spirit of a prophet. You understand? And I'm talking about the responsibility in that book of a pastor. How do you identify a true pastor or a true prophet and the false prophet? It's a, it's a chapter on its own. Mm. But based on your question today, I strongly believe that a pastor should understand that this is not just a career. This is a calling. Mm. You have been called because there was a gap. There are people who are bleeding. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. And because he loved the world so much, he gave his one and only son. Why did Jesus come? He came into this world so that he can save the world. A pastor must understand mm. that for God so loved the world. Let me put yes. it like this. For God so loved him, Bisa Kempton Park Midrand. <laughs> that he gave Tembisa Kempton Park mm. Midrand Umatebu. Mm. Come on. You man. understand? Yes. So a pastor needs to understand, take that verse and make it personal. For God so loved this world. And he gave Itembisa mean. Mm. So because I am here, I must make sure that the people around me, they live a good life because of my life and my calling. 
Exceptional. Reverend, in chapter 7, you touch on something. For me, it's a very touchy topic as a young person who's just entered the workplace. Mm. It says, devoted citizens pay their taxes. Now, it's not a secret that uh, uh, corruption is eating away at the wealth of this this country. And, um, you know, as I said in chapter 7, you speak about a devoted citizen paying taxes. Now, in in my, my question would then be, you know, why should a hard working ordinary civilian of this country pay their hard-earned money to 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 to, to the government and uh, uh you know uh, where they know that like for instance i'd like to quote the zondo commission um uh, uh, you know Recently, we just found out that the Deputy National Commissioner, Ubonang Mgwenya, uh, has been arrested and actually fired uh, for allegedly laundering 200 million rands. As a devoted citizen, I read your book, I get to chapter 7, and I think to myself, why must I pay my hard-earned money to people who are supposed to be protecting the treasure of this country, but they are caught with their hands in the cookie jar? That, that, that is a painful part. That is a painful part, my dear. Let me tell you, most of the time I watch this program, Uzondo Commission, I, I, I cry. I cry, I say to myself, how can people be so brutal? You know, you, you are so corrupt to a point that you can't even think about the next generation. Mm. Here is the money that was supposed to better the lives of people. Mm. You understand? I mean, just to change the roof. And you take that money and then you eat it. You buy seven cars. You Mm. buy eight cars just for yourself. And this is the money of the taxpayers, Mm. money from ordinary people. Because the truth is, if we don't pay tax, we're not going to have protection. You know, we need good policemen. Yes. We need you, you need an army. You know, you need to, to service the, the, the infrastructure of the country. You know, tax must actually develop the country. That is why we need to pay tax. Mm. Unfortunately, you've got people in the system, mm. you know, who are accessing these funds. At the end of the day, they benefit themselves and they take from these funds, you know, for themselves and their families. Mm. That it is something that we need to condemn as devoted citizens. That is why we need to vote responsibly. That is why we need to elect people that we can hold accountable to say, use those monies, you know, for our own benefit. You know, and you'd realize that I also touched on this. This is the spirit, not only in South Africa, Mm. all over the country. You know, we build schools, even as ministers of education, but we can't even take our children into those schools. You can't even take your children right there and you call yourself a leader. Mm. Let me tell you, leaders, they don't do that. Leaders, they build something that they themselves, they can trust and they can also invest. We build hospitals, public hospitals, but you ask when the ministers themselves, when they are sick, mm. they can't even go even into those hospitals. You know, they want to go to the private hospitals abroad. or abroad. How many presidents in Africa, yeah. they die in other countries? You know, you are a president of the country with all the money that people are paying as a tax, in a form of a tax. Now you're supposed to build a hospital, at least a hospital that can take care of you when you are sick. Come on. You, you can't even build a hospital. Umaso Zofa, you go to another country. You use the very same money of this country, you know, so that you can get a treatment. You even die in that country. Mm. Now they must transport you at the expense of your country and you call yourself a leader. Mm. 
We need to stand against these things as devoted citizens and say enough, it is enough. Mm. It pains me, my dear. I yes. pay tax every mm. month. I pay tax. Our church, we pay tax mm. as the church. Mm. You know, but when things like this are happening and then it breaks my heart. But I can't sit here and say to the citizens, you can't pay tax because yes. tax is necessary. We need to do that. It is our rights as well and our responsibility to do that. Absolutely beautiful. Before we take a breather, uh, Reverend, all right, um, uh, uh, we're going to take one of your songs. Um, I want a song. I want a, a song by Sbongile. Right. Sbongile Kumalo. All right. You know, I know say this is a gospel show, but even these songs, I think they make sense. <laughs> Certainly. Otu Sbongile, my home. Yes. I'm challenging South Africans to say, I can home, man. Is a Kali, and let us change this world. Absolutely beautiful. Oh my goodness, love the song. My shome. Yeah. Beautiful song by Sbongile Kumalo. Kumalo. Why the song, briefly? You know, the song simply says, you know, Mm. You know, and I want to say to the South Africans, you know, Nancy COVID, Nancy corruption, Isasele, mm. you know, and uh, women are being murdered, children are yes. being murdered, Nancy, a pandemic, this is a different pandemic. And then city, as a doctor, play your part, you know, as a preacher, play your part, as a mother, play your part, you know, uh, where all of us. All of us, we need to play our part. This it is not only the role and the responsibility of the government. So Sbongile says, wherever you are, you know, use your ability, use your skill, use your knowledge, you know, your influence to better the situation. And that is what I'm saying as well. Absolutely beautiful. It is one minute past the hour, one o'clock, and you are probably expecting Unaledi Shange to come to you with the news, or maybe Korula, but unfortunately, because we have the man himself in studio, we are going to cut that today, and uh, we will be continuing for an extra 15 minutes with this interview, because man, I'm telling you, it is just dynamite here in studio, and we definitely do need more time. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hope Alive Radio Station, and uh, we are still sitting with Reverend S. See Matebula speaking on his book and movement devoted citizen. And I see our social medias are buzzing. We've got a message here that says, Pastor Matebula for president. May God increase more <laughs> men like Pastor wow. Matebula. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you, uh, Sister Duzile, for that message. And uh, we've got another one for uh, from Utumi saying, I agree with Temba Mjuli. Uh, table for presidency. <laughs> As for taking care of environment citizens, we don't have to be cleaners to take good care of our surroundings. Absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Assist Dumi, for that. And uh, we will take the last one. Uh, let me see who this is from. Please do remember to write your names. Uh, I will say anonymous because he didn't, unfortunately, didn't write his name. Okay. Um, uh, he says, What an interview. Challenging, provoking, and hearty. The music lineup doesn't help. Uh, we shall fight for this nation. Hashtag, I am a devoted citizen. Beautiful. I love the hashtag there because I also tweeted hashtag yep. devoted citizen. Yes. Let us go on our social media pages and get it trending. On Twitter, we are Hope Alive underscore radio. Hashtag midday glory. Hashtag, I am a devoted citizen.
Rev, let's get into it. Yeah. One of your chapters, you say that a devoted citizen needs to know their purpose. I'm going to quote from the New York bestseller, one of my favorite books, wow. by Rick Warren, The Purpose Driven Life. In, uh, in chapter one, page 17, he says, the purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment. Your peace of mind or even your happiness is far greater than your family, your career, or even your wildest dreams and ambitions. If you want to know why you were placed on this planet, you must begin with God. And he says, you were born by by his purpose, for his purpose. Rev, why, what is the importance of knowing your purpose as a devoted citizen? You know, I've put um, a, a quotation here by Chris Jamie on that chapter. Mm. It says, find a purpose to serve, not a lifestyle. Mm. Find a purpose to serve, not a lifestyle. You know, I needed to put that chapter to say to our people, life is not about, you know, this life expensive life, you know, expensive cars, clothes of labels and all that. Yes. When we grew up in a township, we thought this was life. Yes. And I'm saying you need to see beyond that. See beyond today. You must actually live a life with the next generation in mind. Mm. You are bigger than the car, man. You are bigger than a Mercedes-Benz. You are bigger than a BMW. People, they, they buy a BMW, a Mercedes-Benz, they think they've arrived. Do you think God has created you just to own a Mercedes-Benz? Hmm. Do you think God has created you as a pastor just to, to build a church and to drive a Mercedes-Benz and then you think you have arrived? Hmm. No, 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 no. There is something bigger than that. We are saying here, we've got over 5 million children in this country yes. you know, who are orphans. You understand? Yes. Find a purpose. What is it that God is saying to your life? Find something to do. We've got women who are being murdered, raped every day. You know, what are you going to do about it? Mm. We've got boys who need to be mentored. What are you going to do about it? We've got girls who must be mentored. Find something to do. We've got leaders who cannot lead. You know, corruption in our country. Mm. Streets are dirty. Mm. That is why I'm saying find a purpose. Life, it is not just the lifestyle that we are living yeah. Or that we aspire, you know, that we cry for. Just because you mama agazanga tengele irogo elementary dance. Sure. You understand? Because now we have limited our lives. We have lessened our lives, you know, and reduced our life to gadgets. You know, we think life is an expensive cell phone. You know, and if I can have data, our children, all that they are thinking about is the data and the cell phone and, and, and clothes of labels. Mm. I'm saying find a purpose. You have been born for something bigger than what you are going through now. Absolutely beautiful. That is why I've put that chapter. That is absolutely beautiful, and we are we we hope that uh, you know uh, as King P is preparing that video, the surprise video. We uh, here at midday glory, we are very spontaneous, Rev. Okay. We will ambush you and surprise you. All right. All right. <laughs> so um, let's hear. Let's hear. Let's about hear you. about this video. I didn't know about this. All right, but okay. it's in connection to 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 what we are talking okay. about uh, from one of your sermons, a very charismatic uh, a preacher indeed and leader. Uh, my mom, when you come on, she always says. Now I'm from this one, and uh, when I uh, I got the opportunity to work at Hope yeah. Live Radio, she said, "Dynami, dynami, ah, we're going to meet From one of your preachings, here is a clip, and we will discuss it shortly. 
when I are the child of God, John Shame unto you. they go like, hey, don't go like that. That is not your race. Reverend Essie Matebula, let me link it back before I get sacked from Hope Alive Radio. When I saw this video and I read your book, Devoted Citizen, it made me think about the, the, the importance of artists uh, creatives, uh, you know, producers, and, and the media space in general yeah. in influencing the behavior that's of right. ordinary citizens derived from that yeah. that 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 message. When, that's what I picked up. Yeah. Can you please, uh, uh, Reverend, talk to us briefly about the importance of artists in influencing our ordinary citizens? You know, when I said to you, find a purpose. I'm saying find a space so that you can influence your surrounding. Mm. It's a pity that we, we, I was attacked about that. And people, they must allow me, you know, because all of us, we are trying to shape this nation. Yes. The artist, when we say you've got gospel artists, is because they want to shape these people into another level. You've got other Guaito artists. They are also in a space of shaping all of us. Whatever we do, we are in a battle of shaping the lives of people. So people, they must never stop us for shaping this nation because I'm quite aware that the writer as well, he wanted to influence the behavior. He wanted to in, to shape the, 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 the lives of other people. Hence, and obviously to them, that comes with an income mm, as well. Mm. So the great idea at the end of the day sells and people, they are making money. No wonder why people came up with that and came up with that dance. But now being a leader like me, I'm not just concerned about, you know, the money that people are making. I'm concerned about the lives and the dignity of women, especially in a season like this where women are being killed and raped. And here we are, and then you find this person says, John Vuligate, Nasi Stoko, and you look at the dance of these girls. By the way, you understand? And they expose what they call a stalker. And now to a boy who's sitting there and then he sees this dance and an Utinasi stalker, somewhere somehow it sounds it, it, it sounds like an, an an invite. And I know it's not something that I need to say, but we need to rebuke our boys to respect women. It doesn't matter what women are doing, you know, but we still have to say to to men, you don't have the rights. You don't have the right to take advantage of them. But I also need to say to to all those at home, you know, to say, this is not the way of dancing. You are really provoking right. It is not the way of so that's why I was preaching that. I well. love that. I love that. I wanted you as well to just touch on the responsibility that 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 creatives and artists have. But I think the message is quite clear. It is that very clear. And if you are in a position of influence in media as artists, musicians, producers, let us uh, create. Let us build things. our nation. So let us build our nation so that we can become strong. I've touched on I- I mm. Dubai. I've touched on other countries. Mm. You know, in Dubai, you cannot play any songs yes. in their studio. You know, it, I mean, you cannot even put. Any any movie in their cinemas. Mm. They check those movies, yes. the authorities. Mm. 
you know, in Dubai, pornography is not allowed because they know what it does into the lives of, of the citizens. These are the people who are leading and because they want to better their nation. And it is time for us as South Africans, people who are in the position of influence, mm-hmm. let us influence our people and our nation in a positive way. Let us shape this generation for the better. Let's now wrap this up. We are going now into dessert, Reverend. We've had the main course. We've dissected uh, yeah. the, the, the book. I want us to go to the final chapter where you speak about leaving a legacy as a devoted citizen. Oh. Allow me to say this. Oh. A man of your stature and caliber who has built a Hope Restoration Ministries wow. that has the capacity of 10,000 people. Let me jog your memory in case sometimes wow. you, you forget about the God that is moving in you. 10,000 people, six campuses, that's your church. Yeah. Um, you have built a school, a creche, a radio station. Yeah. I'm, a little birdie told me a clinic in the pipeline, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, a TV station in the pipeline. Truly, you are a man that knows wow. how to leave a legacy. Babum Fundisi, please give us the GPS coordinates of which well you are drinking from so Nati, we can be able to leave legacies as devoted citizens. How many minutes do I still have? I'd say about five. Uh, about five. I'm going to go to the house. I'm Thank you, King P, for playing that that song. You wanted me to fix it in Matim Zalwan, but Um Zalwan King P. You know, I played that song because Tepo Tula says I'm just an ordinary person. You know, and he has gone through a lot of things in mm-hmm. life. And I just thought I needed to share that. Yes. That for you to build a legacy, you don't have to be somebody special. I'm just an ordinary boy who was born in Tembisa. I had all the struggles in life, you know, but I said to myself, I don't want to repeat the same mistake that my father and my brothers have repeated. Mm. 
you know, and uh, this started when I discovered the story of Jabez. We know that Jabez simply means pain. A boy mm. was born out of pain. The parent called him a pain. The story mm. of Jabez actually reflect my life, but it says he was more honorable than his brothers. I said I wanted to be more honorable than my brothers. So the key thing here, if you want to leave a legacy, you need to rise above your pain. That is the most important mm. thing. You know, because hurting people hurt others. Yes. That is when you have leaders who are hurt. They will hurt other people when they get into position. Mm. You know, and then number two, you need to rise above your past. You know, don't allow your past to steal your future if you want to definitely uh, build a legacy. Yes. And then number three, you need to rise above your peers. Mm. You know, the Bible says he was more honorable than his brothers. Mm. You know, make sure that as a child of God, you know, as an ordinary person, you rise above, you know, your, your, your peers. And then number four, if I can give you another P, you need to rise above your presumptions. You know, mm. you know what is that? You know, the opinions of other people because all of us, there are people who have thrown some presumption to so much Mm. You rise to nothing. I want to say to the viewers, rise above those presumptions. Prove them wrong, not just for yourself, but for the sake of the next generation. But the most important thing to answer your question, you know, it is the love for the next generation. Mm. You know, you must never, you know, surround or be at the center of everything where yeah. everything revolved around you as a leader. Mm. If you are a leader, God has called you to leave a legacy. That is why we have built a school. That is why we have built churches like this, a radio station. So for the first time, I think I came here twice. You know, people are doing this because we want to better the lives of people. So okay. legacy, it is more about shaping the future and then you care about the lives of others. So that is something that has been in me. And once again, all of us as ordinary people, we can do that. By the way, I was taught how to read at the age of 15. Wow. And you can do this if you really commit yourself. You love people. You are not greedy. You don't think about yourself, mm. but you think about other people. Yes. I'm getting emotional when I speak about that. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely beautiful. Reverend, as Manjisi Sulum Lomo, we have feasted on, you know, devoted citizen. In closing, Reverend, mm. I, I want us. I want you to to tell us about the vision. Where to from now? It's not just about the book, yeah. as I understand. Yeah. We have a movement here. Oh yeah. We have a, a civil society movement. Oh yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, from now on. Someone who was listening, uh, where can they uh, expect to see uh, uh, devoted citizen? People are calling you for presidency. I'm not sure about that, but uh, tell us where we're going. Well, let them, let them keep on praying and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my I see myself influencing the next president. Yes. You know, I want to rally around those people because that should be the role of civil, you know, society. You know, that is why we're going to register this organization. We are busy with it now. It's going to be a, a devoted citizen. And our vision, you know, is all about to better the lives of people, you know, in different spheres. When we register this, we're going to look at in the area of education, you know, we supported that area in the area of business, in the area of religion, government, media, art and culture, family. So what we're going to do, you know, we, we come in as a, as a movement. You know, we, we, we train leaders so that they are going to, to represent us in government, mm. you know. And then we encourage teachers and then in the educational sector, those who are in the teaching sector to say, continue doing your good work yes. in every area. 
And come the season of of elections, because we have raised now devoted citizen. Yes, right. We are able to say as devoted citizen, you know, and then the person that we need to stand for us, mm. it is this one. Mm. We want you to go and represent us because these are the needs of the devoted citizen. Yes. And when they do wrong, we hold them accountable. accountable. Certainly. Because we place them there. You know, we don't, we, we don't belong to any structure. We are not a political party. Mm. You know, I'm not a politician. I'm yes. just a devoted citizen. So that is what we are going to do as devoted citizen and then as a movement from now moving forward. So we're going to become a movement and anybody doesn't matter where you come from and then you'll be a part of this if you want to be that. That is absolutely beautiful. And before we started uh, our conversation, as I was just tapping into your vision on devoted citizen, you touched on something saying that, you know, you want to have lawyers that will represent people yeah. who don't have money. Yeah. Um, I, I was so, so touched. My heart was so touched this morning as I was driving here all the way from Pretoria. I was listening to the news and they were talking about... Uh, uh, um, Who's this? Muswe, um, who yeah. was killed in yeah. Kolini, and uh, the family is crying because they feel that you know the, the 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 law has let them down simply because of the color of their skin. And I'm just thinking, if we had an Afri Forum, Afri Forum, there you go, you that got will speak it. Yeah. for us. That the, exactly. I'm glad you've mentioned that because those guys, they got it. Mm. They said, you know what? And then we are few. We are a minority in this country. Mm. Let us protect our people. So they came up with Afri Forum. So now they are building a university and we are fighting them. Uh-uh. Don't fight those people. They are caring for their own people. We need to come in and, and look at around and say we are running short of schools. Let us not fight the, 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 the other people. Let's build schools as devoted citizens. Schools of quality. And in those that they don't have quality, we go in there and we build those. If somebody in our community and then does not have a good representative, you know, of a lawyer, you know what we do? We get a lawyer among the mm, devoted mm. citizens. They go and represent that, pep- that person. Even those, you know, who think they are above the law. Let's get our own you know, prosecutors right here who are going to take those people into prison. That is the role of a devoted citizen. So we are moving into that direction, my dear. Imagine as devoted citizen, we put money into the account, 100 kids, we give them a bursary, Mm. go and study, come back and build this nation. That is what we need to do. So we are moving into that direction. I'm so excited about that, my dear. Absolutely beautiful. Man, oh man, if you have just tuned in, where have you been? You need to get a podcast of this one. Thank oh. you so much, Reverend S.C. Matebula, talking to us about a devoted citizen, uh, the new movement that is being birthed. Uh, this is not the end of it. You are going to see it everywhere on our social media pages. You're going to see it in news. This is something that is going to be absolutely amazing. 21 minutes past the hour, one o'clock. Final closing words, Reverend, before we let you go. Yeah. I want to say to all the citizens out there, those who are listening, mm-hmm. you can just sing a song with Brahu when, when he says, Tumamina. Mm. And that's all that I want us to do, to say, Tumamina, avail yourself. And let me say to you, Banda Bengosi, a change will come through you. Mm. Don't take a back seat and expect other people to better your lives. Just jump into the gap and stand in the gap and make things happen. Remember, Miles Monroe, while you are still alive, he said there's four types of people in this world. Those who let things happen. Mm. These people can actually change things, but they let them happen. And then he says, there are those who watch things happen. See a beggar, 
Pela. Mm. And there are those who ask, what happened? They are ignorant. Mm. But there's a last group, he says, Come on now. those who make things happen. Mm. And I want to ask all our, our listeners, become those who make things happen. Elamility to mami la baba. Now I'm availing myself. God bless you. And thank you. Thank you for this time. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you.